You're listening to Alternative Thinking, Both Sides of the Coin, a production of the Canadian Association of Alternative Strategies and Assets, where we explore today's markets and alternative investments from two distinct perspectives. James Braun is the president and co-founder of CASA. All opinions expressed during the show by James and our show guests remain their own and should be used for informational and educational purposes only. Find out more about CASA at casa.ca. In this episode, we speak with two CASA members on opposite sides of Canada and who you'd think would be on the opposite side of the table with regard to clients, but their values and purpose could not be more aligned, if you'll pardon the pun, with investors. Their respective businesses are structured to provide quality income to clients and have done so for many years, even decades. This should be another interesting chat. Welcome, everybody. This is James Barron with CASA, and this is Alternative Thinking. We're going to look at two sides of the investment coin. Uh, today, we have Gord Ross with W.A. Robinson and Darren Reed with Align Capital Partners and UB Wealthy uh, over there on Vancouver Island. So let's start with self-intros. Uh, maybe start out with you, Gord. Tell us about W.A. Robinson, what you guys have been doing. Looking at your website, it's been about 30 years. Maybe you can condense it down to uh, less than 30 years. I'll do my best to do that. Thanks, James. Uh, yes, uh, W.A. Robinson, we actually celebrate 40, our 40th year in business in, in 2023. Um, we are a mortgage investment corporation company. Uh, and so we, we have the W.A. Robinson asset management side, which brings the money into the mortgage investment corp. And then our sister company is called Pillar Financial. And they're the folks that mm. uh, lend money out of the investment corp to Canadian borrowers uh, for Ontario First Mortgages. Very cool. Well, let's look at both parts. So let me start with Pillar. I guess, the, is that like a mortgage originator? Um, and if so, like how, how, what maybe are their tenants of their, their, like their lending platform? What kind, of, what kind of borrowers are they looking for? Yeah, so Pillar Financial is uh, our mortgage uh, administrator and underwriting firm. That's the part of our organization. And we lend uh, to Ontarians in two facets. One is those who are looking to do new construction loans. And the other are folks mm-hmm. who have temporarily bruised credit for one reason or another. Oh, Either job like loss, um, you know, uh, temporary marital breakdown, uh, illness, things like that. There's a whole host of reasons why good people can have their credit score temporarily bruised. Yeah, but they're sure. rebuilding it towards a great score again so they can go back to a Schedule A bank or credit union. But maybe they need a year or two years to do that. And we listen to their story and help them out. been doing it for, as I said, nearly 40 years now. Wow, very cool. And then on the, I guess there's always some that maybe don't work out. What do you guys, how are you guys for like non-payments or defaults or maybe the, the dark side of lending? Yeah, so we allocate and say it's typically about 3% of the mortgages would be in uh, default or arrears in a, in a given year. That's kind of the, the number we say mm-hmm. to be in this kind of business. Uh, for COVID, uh, during COVID times, that number has actually been a lot lower than that. Uh, one of the benefits, if we can find any benefits to the pandemic, is people stayed home and, and made their mortgage payments uh, in full and on That's time. True. So. Uh, our default rates have been exceptionally low the last two and a half years. Love it. And I guess the, the stimmy money was, was pretty good too. So people had cash flows. I mean, we've, we had quite a few podcasts over, they sure over did. COVID and it, uh, yeah, it ended up being not as bad as we, we had thought it might be. So, which is fantastic. Uh, let's go over to Darren. 
way over in Vancouver Island, where I'm kind of from, Nanaimo there. Uh, so what's uh, what have you been doing with uh, is it UB Wealthy or UB Wealthy or how do you? And then what's uh, what's your with your game plan with uh, with your wealth management shop there? Right. Thanks, James. Um, so our securities dealer, our investment dealer, is Align Capital Partners, headquartered oh, yeah. in Burlington, Ontario, and our wealth management arm. So that would be insurance, uh, financial planning is UB Wealth Management Inc. And um, uh, yeah, we we provided all the wealth management services for Union Bay Credit Union. So uh, as an, and then they merged with another credit union a year ago. And as homage to um, to uh, a wonderful experience uh, working with the members of of the credit union, we um, we took on the name UB Wealth Management, and and uh, we've got the URL www.ubwealthy.ca. So we're just retooling our uh, our website and um, look for great things to come in 2023 with driving people to the website. So uh, I was mm-hmm. introduced to uh, Frontneck. Uh, mortgage investment corporation actually just going into the pandemic and then it was sort of battened down the hatches time and um, was reintroduced and so really uh, kind of forgot about it for a year or so and then Gordon and I um, mm-hmm. had a chat I guess it was about a year ago year or so ago uh, around mid 2022 and I went geez they're kind of onto something very interesting here because um, I'm not a big alternative guy uh I haven't mm-hmm. been, I understand it very well, but I'm, I like things very simple. And one of the things that I really like about Frontenac Mick is it's a very simple business. Um, you have to underwrite well, that's the key thing. And you have to make sure that, you know, you've got the right people who can exit around a year or two later as, um, as Gord indicated. So, uh, you know, they'd been approved by our firm. And then Gord was saying, you know, we like to make it easy. We're one of the, I believe, the only MEC um, that doesn't trade mm-hmm. on the stock exchange offered by way of uh, prospectus. So as a portfolio manager, you don't have to do, you know, all kinds of paperwork every single time you make a purchase for somebody. So it's uh, monthly purchases and quarterly liquidity. And when I looked around at other MECs, I went, that's that's about as good as I've ever heard. So um digging into it even further at the time they'd been in business 38 years uh extremely well run um you know wonderful people working there and um and uh you know first mortgages and uh they know their stuff so it's it's something that we were actually looking at uh going into the pandemic um should we do our own mech and i know some lenders uh in the uh, you know mm-hmm. mortgage brokers mortgage brokerage space and i went that's a lot of work and then boom i get this email uh from frontenac and i went this is almost you know not too good to be true but these guys they they know their stuff so if you there's an mm-hmm. old expression my dad had if you don't know your jewels know your jeweler and i know this these jewelers very well and um uh, it's just a a product you can trust. And as a, as a PM, uh, when my head hits the pillow, uh, one of the great things about being a portfolio manager is your hands on the tiller. And I offload very little money to third party, but um, it has a, a, a space and an increasing space in our, in our um, models. And um, I don't lose a second sleep uh, working with Frontenac Mick. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're a pleasure to deal with. Very cool. And then so Frontenac, to be for clarity, it is the MIC that W.A. Robinson runs, asset management runs, that in turn has pillar financial services doing the origination there. 
that's the relationship exactly, James. I love that if you don't know the jeweler, Jules, I know the jeweler because uh, we had a guy actually at one of my shops who did advertising for us. And people, you know, he's, people have great ideas for advertising. He's like, hey, don't have a dog and bark yourself. Like, you got me here, man. I, I can do all this stuff. And yeah. And if you're going to, if you're going to farm it out, then farm it out to people that, that know what they're doing. Um, interesting kind of on your, I guess, your alternatives origin story there. Uh, you know, alternatives always seem like they're, well, they're alternative. Um, I'm not sure if they are. I mean, my portfolio is almost 100% alternative, but, uh, you know, just some of the stuff just kind of falls into your lap going, okay, it's lending. You're lending stuff out. Same thing kind of for real estate funds. Um, how do you kind of explain that, Darren, to your clients that, you know, they've got this thing that it's private REIT. Okay. It's not on the exchange. You got to, you got to, I guess, a fund serve code to buy and sell it. You guys, it's monthly in, quarterly out. How, how do you how do you kind of explain to them the liquidity, and maybe what that might do for them, um, and uh, like the and the pluses and minuses of that? Well, we we really look at it, um, James. That it's this is you know slightly more committed money. So if we have you mm. know we've got lots of shares of Royal Bank. Uh, Power Corporation, Berkshire Hathaway, things like that. The you, you have to give things time to play out, and we're not day traders. That's not what we do. That's not to say that we won't. If all of a sudden we're given a gift, uh, and we happen to have picked up a position and it's moved mm-hmm. in a you know a huge way in a very brief period of time, that we won't take money off the table. We do, but this is more committed money. But you know, the average duration uh, is in and around 12 months. So, you know, it's it's not exactly, but approximately one twelfth of the portfolio comes due uh, every month, right? So there's, ah. this is pretty good liquidity when you look at it. You're really not much more than one year out and you've got quarterly, um, quarterly liquidity. So you're never more than, you know, 90 days from getting your money. And it doesn't represent much more than 10%, if at all, if ever more than 10% of the portfolio. So of the individual's portfolio. So you kind of have from a structural perspective, from a timing perspective, you got all the bases covered and that's explained to clients. And, and um, so, you know, typically uh, it would follow as one twelfth of the portfolio comes due every month. You're about on average ish, six months behind the direction of, of interest rates. And that's proving to be the mm-hmm. case this year. Gord, I think that's fair to say. I, that's definitely fair to say, Darren. Yeah. There is yeah a so bit you're of following a it up and you're following it down. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't look like the Bank of Canada or the Fed's going to be pausing uh, like today, but they're probably not that far away from pausing. But uh, in the meantime, the fund's still got, you know, a few months to catch up. So, um it, it, it's it's kind of like uh, we're students of Warren Buffett, and actually Gordon and I uh, crossed paths. Our, our timing was a little bit off, but we worked for uh, a fund company that that you know modeled itself after the the uh, the ethos of Warren Buffett and um, and the and the Buffett mm-hmm. way in terms of investing. And uh, it, it's uh, you know Buffett's got many many great quotes. One of them being. Um, if you have to take more than a minute to explain your business to me, it's too complicated. I'm not going to invest in it. So he, he likes simple things that are understandable. And, um, that's one of our mottos is know what you own and know why you own it. And this is a pretty simple business that, that Frontenac has. Love it. 
But let's go to uh, back to Gordon. Like you mentioned, um, uh, Dar- Darren was saying there's everything else is kind of like public mix, I guess. So the listed on the exchange, you can obviously tick by tick liquidity, and yours is yours is private. So what's what, why the differentiation, and what's the, what's the benefit there? Yeah, so that's a good question, uh, and one that we dealt with quite a quite a while back at this point. And as Darren mentioned, we are the only prospectus-based MIC in Canada that's not traded on the TSX. Mm-hmm. The reason we did that was, you know, Frontenac MIC was originated uh, in Charbot Lake, Ontario, which is where our headquarters is even today. So we're not downtown Toronto like many other asset managers. True. But, um, you know, we originally kind of created this product for our own clientele. We had uh, an, our own advisory practice back in the day. We don't have it anymore. But so when we created this product for clients, they liked the steady nav. They wanted the consistent steady nav. They didn't want the daily fluctuations. So we are actually a publicly traded MIC, but we're just not traded on the TSX, right? So unlike other MICs that are, and there's a handful that are traded on the TSX, they would have... Uh, daily fluctuations. And our longstanding clients just didn't want that. They liked the fact that the nav stayed steady and we just steadily grew up to the right, if you will, if, if you think about the growth of a $100,000 chart or something like that, that nice, st- slow, steady growth to the right. So we've just mm-hmm. maintained that all throughout. And again, you know, kind of did our dealings with the Ontario Securities Commission back in the day to become a, a prospectus-based MEC. And that wasn't always easy at the time, from my understanding. That was before I got here. But, um, you know, thankful today that 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 fight that that, you know, they went through that process, because in my opinion, that may be one of our single greatest benefits today. There's a lot of benefits to being prospectus based and not traded on the TSX. Yeah. So I guess the prospectus side versus an offering memorandum is you can sell to anybody. Uh, We're an offering memorandum. The traditional OM, you've you you can really just sell to your credit investors. That's um, right. Both That's of them right. still private, but you know it kind of lower it reduces your your yeah. Your, we don't have investor those same universe from, You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a one one and one and a half percent because we had seen that in, in the hedge fund land for for quite a while before liquid alts came out, and it's like yeah, one and one and a half percent of the population. Okay, so or everybody that would be, you know, but uh, yeah, and you don't have you don't have the I guess additional cost and being on the public public markets as well. Plus, like you say, the uh, the movement of the the pricing and that. But so, yeah. how do you how, how do you work through something like now with interest rates going up, like increasing over the last while? I think it's like three and a half percent now or so over the last uh, seven, eight month, nine months. Um, how does that feed into the valuation of, of your refinery? Because you you obviously have income, but is that enough to keep keep the value valuations uh, constant? Because you have you, obviously this thing has a duration, right? It does have a duration, but we've we've kind of got a buffer built in, if you will, over and above the bank rate or the or the Schedule A bank rate. Mm, yeah, as yeah. Darren alluded to earlier, when things when interest rates move really quickly, there can be a short term lag effect because of the quickness in which our mortgages turn over. But it's not it's not daily, right. so you know there's about a six month lag. I would say is what he suggested, and I would agree with that as to where we play catch up. So. The, the quickest example I can give is at the beginning of this year, I think a, you know, a five-year GIC, for example, was about 175 and we were returning a little north of 5%. The GICs have jumped very quickly. I think you're probably now up in the four and a half, five range for a five-year. 
we're about 200 basis points better than that. But we should be, you know, we'll, we'll expand out to about 300 basis points better than that uh, over time. We just need a few more months as new mortgages roll over. Old ones go out at a lower rate. We're able to put new ones in at today's higher rates. Right. Uh, that'll improve the that that spread between between a GIC rate and what the front neck mic is able to perform produce on a, on an annual basis. Oh, so yeah, is is any of this floating rates, or is it all kind of fixed and you have it renewing every every year or so? Yeah, they're all fixed rate mortgages, and uh, we we like the one year term uh, on them. So I think if you look yeah, at our yeah. fact sheet today, ninety seven point two percent of our mortgages mature in twelve months or less. Anything the other two percent or whatever it is that'll mature between one and two years. So we like to kind of take oh, wow. the one year term review it with the clients, the borrowers at that time, if we can get mm-hmm. them back to, you know, to point B uh, in a better situation for themselves, we'll move them on at that time. If they need a little bit longer, six months, another year or whatnot, then we re- renew and do another mortgage at that time. Oh yeah. So effectively it's basically floating. Like your duration is going to be very, very flat here because yeah, yeah. you got a high, you obviously got a higher, higher coupon and exactly. uh, the rates have moved a fair bit. Yeah, oh, okay, we normally yeah. we, we normally say yeah. that uh, you know we've been a prospectus based investment since two thousand and five, and under almost all circumstances, no matter whether it's oh eight oh nine, whether it's two thousand at the beginning of the pandemic or any other year, generally speaking, we will will return five to six and a half percent to the investor after fees on an annual basis. It's probably closer to five when interest rates were really compressed, and you know. 18, 19, 20, we, we couldn't have got near six and a half in that interest rate environment. But as rates have come out here, we're actually kind of up at the north end of that spectrum now. Our run rate's been actually a little higher than six and a half percent right now. So if rates stay where they are right now, I, I could see us returning anywhere from kind of six to seven percent uh, as we get more and more new mortgages in the portfolio as we find new capital that actually improves the rate of return on the product as investors uh, invest with us today because we get more mortgages in there at the higher rates. Wow. Well, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on back there. Uh, how about for your side, Darren? Like when you're speaking with a client and you have something like this, which, you know, we can say it's a basically a floating rate, low duration, uh, pri- uh, pri- you know, private prospectus based mic, blah, 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 blah. But how, how do you translate that to a client that may be looking at a bond fund and they're like, well, you basically a bond fund or I, or why don't I just buy this mortgage fund from these other guys? Like, how do you kind of translate that for, uh, for their use? Um, well, the, the bond funds are, um, to me generally, uh, fairly opaque. Like you don't really know what they're doing. Um, the, whereas I go on and I can see, uh, you know, from our bond desk, uh, what the yields are, governments, uh, corporates, um, that type of thing. And, and mm-hmm. you, you, you have greater transparency. So, um, you know, or GIC rates. So right now I just happen to look at uh, uh, yeah. banks, GIC rates, and your one year is uh, about 30, 40 basis points more than your five year. So you, you, you do have an inverted yield curve. Um, and I, I guess that's that's the other thing about this is is you know the folks at at uh, Frontenac are uh, they're managing this, but it's very tight, James. Like I mean, mm-hmm. it's we're talking about a year, right? And um, 
that's 365 days, you know, for over 97% of the portfolio. So it's, 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 it really acts like a, uh, how do you say it? Like a, um, you know, you look at GIC rates in days or in years, I look at this as, as almost in days or a year. Mm -hmm. So you're, 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 um, you're never that far out. Uh, whereas if you buy, a uh, anything beyond about a five or six, seven year bond, certainly 10 year bond or more, uh, there can be terrific fluctuation in the price of that bond, right? Good and bad. Uh, there's a great way to make money there oh, too, yeah. but, but there's for a client, most clients, they want to, you know, they're offloading it to you to stay out of the financial ditch and make me some money, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's it basically, so yeah. uh, this, this is very understandable. Everybody's had a mortgage uh, at, at one point or, or many mortgages. Uh, a lot of people, if they haven't gone through it themselves, they know somebody who has, as, um, you know, Gord was referencing with the uh, uh, bruised credit. So somebody who owns their own business mm -hmm. or there's a marital uh, difficulty or something's happened or forgot to pay a cell phone bill. I think that's the number one way to bruise your credit is you just forgot to pay your uh -oh. cell phone bill if it's not on auto pay. And, you know, it's, it's that that's just real life, right? So people find this very understandable. It's not the silver bullet. It's not going to cure cancer. It's, uh, it's part of an understandable, um, you know, group of investments that form your overall portfolio that provide good income. And, um, and then you have other things in there for income and growth and some, you know, some things in there for growth here on the island, as you are well aware, you're mm -hmm. from a retirement community originally in Oceanside. And, you know, most people, it's not so much about making, the, you know, uh, making my pile bigger. It's, mm -hmm. it's protecting my pile so that that uh, me and my spouse and loved ones can can enjoy all the hard work we've done over the years. And and when my head hits the pillow, I don't have to worry. And, um, you know, uh, one of our largest holdings, I think I mentioned is is. Uh, uh, Royal Bank, and you look at Royal Bank, you look at Power Corp, yeah. companies like that. If if you know if there's any true blue risk to that, uh, yeah, you want to get it as good a price as possible. But their their dividends are about as uh, protected or safe just on the way they operate their business. And you know, I, I think they'd be darned if they ever ever um, you know cut their dividend. It can happen, but uh, you know that's that's one of the things they're very very proud of. So. Again, you go back to know what you own, know why you own it. Um, and, uh, you know, people, this is very, very uh, understandable to, there's not one client who hasn't gotten it within 15 seconds kind of thing. So, um, and that just makes your job easy. And I've been to Charbot Lake. Uh, I've met the, the key people there and oh, wow. they are, uh, they work very hard diligently and they know their stuff inside and out. So, uh you know, coming up to 40 years is, I don't think a lot of mix can say that. Certainly not ones that are, are uh, offered by way of prospectus. So um, they make it easy. They make it easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my grandma used to say, if you like the bank so much, buy the bank stock because you get exactly. the dividends, you get the tax credit. And yeah, I think she had tax-free income for years because <laughs> of that. Smart grandma. Um, but they James, do move around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, we talk about it a lot with uh portfolio managers and investment advisors like Darren as in, in the format of a portfolio construction position. And so, you know, we're very uncorrelated, our mix uh, in general to the bond market or the equity market. And so 
you know, we all know what's happening in the markets this year. Equity markets are down. Bond markets are down. Oh, yeah. Front, the front neck mic is up. It's positive 6% year to date. So holy you know, moly, we've had a few clients tell us that were their top performing strategy in their portfolios, which the, the front neck mic was never constructed to hear that from an investment advisor. That's just luck. But don't worry, the markets were. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just built in there to be a peace of mind. I know our CEO, Matthew Robinson, loves to, to the expression, you know, just bias and go to sleep on that part of it. You got a lot going on in your plate. A guy like Darren does, you're building things around it. You want, you want something at the core that you can rely heavily on. And that's in my opinion, what the front neck Mick is. So that's how we try and position ourselves in the community and it's, it's alternative income, right? So, you know, if clients are afraid of alternatives or they're not sure about buying alternative investments, I can tell you if they buy the Frontenac Mick as their first alternative investment, they're going to have a very good experience and they'll be able to kind of extrapolate from there. I think the other thing too, James, is um, uh, to follow up mm-hmm. on what Lord was saying is um, you get some of the, uh, you know, a lot of fun companies have come out very recently with, with alt strategies and private equity and this and that. And yes, that's how the Yale Endowment Fund um, where, and, and, yep. and other universities have a ton of money and so on and so forth. I get that, but it's it as a but this isn't black box stuff. So it, it's it's and as a matter of fact, it's the contrary to that. This is this is very simple and very understandable as opposed to it takes a genius to run it because often geniuses. Uh, a lot of people have been blown up over the years with long-term capital management, as an example, and things like that. With oh, yeah. very, they got the whole book, people. When Genius Failed. That was the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great book. And, uh, um, you know, this is this is really this is, again, everybody's pretty much everybody's had a mortgage. Uh, so they understand what mortgages are. They understand that the drill, um, you know, uh, uh, how much the the that service ratio, loan to equity, all that sort of stuff. And if you've got, they've got buffers left and right here uh, at Frontenac and, and, but it's, it's a specialty situation because you're not with the schedule a bank, but um, if the reason for that makes sense, they got the cash flow to cover, then uh, again, it's very understandable by the lay person, as opposed to, uh, you know, the four of us on this, on this podcast are, uh, fairly intelligent people when it comes to the investment universe. And I hear the odd person talking, I go, I don't know, they, they, they lost me at hello. Right. And then well, I can't invest in that. <laughs> I yeah. can't, I don't understand it. Right. So. Yeah, for sure. And then Gord, so the yield though, is like, you guys just don't like wave a magic wand and say, here's the yield. It's basically, it's whatever's kicked out of the portfolio. Right. And then people get that as, as just like interest income or. That's right. That's exactly it. So it is interest income. To be eligible to be a MIC, you have to pay out any any distributions that the MIC generates on a monthly basis. So it can either go out to the investor in the form of cash, or it can be uh, dividend reinvested back into the strategy. Um, yeah, and again, a, a pretty simple process. And so those distributions are made monthly. So we're kind of mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're clicking along in that five and a half to six and a half percent range over time. Uh, you know, that, that can be additional income to uh, a Canadian retiree over and above a GIC or potentially some bond income. So, and again, in our opinion, we're a nice complement to uh, what gets built in a traditional investment portfolio. Again, I'm, I don't think we're looking to replace anything wholeheartedly in the portfolio, but 
an inclusion of alternatives. I don't think we're the only ones beating our chest about about that at this time. An inclusion of alternatives oh, yeah. in in the portfolio likely makes a lot of sense. Uh, we just happen to be a very conservative one. I think Darren mentioned it. Every decision we make in the front NACMIC is uh, designed to protect clients' capital first. That's the first objective. And then the second one is to provide a reasonable rate of return. So, you know, why we like first mortgages, because there's nobody, you know, we're not behind anybody else when we're first on the on the mortgage. First is first, yes. We like Ontario because they have the best recourse laws of all the provinces in Canada to the ah. lender. We are the lender, so we like that province. It also happens to be a populous province, which is great. So there's mm-hmm. lots of room for growth here. We don't use leverage in the portfolio as an investment strategy, so we're not trying to, you know, juice, if you will, up the portfolio in any way using leverage, which, as we all know, acts as your friend in good times. But if you get it on the wrong side, then it can hurt you quite a bit. Oh yeah, you know, our clients just never wanted access to that, so we we didn't do it. And then again, the short-term nature of the of the investments allows us to mark back to the market on interest rates pretty quickly. So. Again, every decision is uh, is that's made as a conservative one to really kind of continue to do what we have done for almost forty years now. So yeah, you mentioned the size too. Like so, so how much do you guys run now, and and what what is your capacity? Can it just go to like yeah. gajillion or what's the? <laughs> well, you know, a gajillion sounds like a nice number, but <laughs> mix. Fortunately or unfortunately, mix don't work the way that a lot of other investments work because you're mm-hmm. responsible to bring the money in and also get it back out the door in the form of mortgages. The right. treasury management is actually the most important thing that happens at, at, at these kind of companies. I can't be too greedy and try and bring in all kinds of capital because it would just sit in cash on our books mm, and cash pulls down the performance of the fund. And then ultimately, if I was greedy and pulled in too much cash, we would have a real big problem because we wouldn't have anybody that wanted to buy the fund because they'd probably make more money, you know, in a GIC or something else. So uh, we really have to kind of watch, you know, watch those types of things and make sure we manage that process as well as we can. But the fund size itself, sorry, you asked me about the fund size. The fund (laughs) is 200 million in AUM today. Um, I don't know about a gajillion, but we've got a goal over the next four years to grow to 400 million. So that's a, that's a pretty reasonable $50 million per year growth trajectory. We think at 400 million, we'd, we'd be a going concern kind of in this, in the alternative kind of first mortgage space. So that's the goal of our firm. That's our objective and what we're trying to achieve here over the next four or five years. Love it. And how about your, your client base, um, mostly Ontario folks, uh, or I guess you're going through folks like Darren and then, and maybe you have a kind of a macro, well, Darren this too, but maybe use your macro view of, of how long people hold and, you know, if they, if it's, what kind of markets do people sell and do they ever sell? Uh, let's, let's hear about, uh, maybe from the macro side there, Gord, first. Yeah. So from the macro side, the clients of, uh, the investing clients of Frontenac are basically Canadians from coast to coast. So we work with investment advisors. Uh, we are in a, we ha, we do have to be an approved product. So the dealership has to approve us for purchase. We're approved at, at nearly all IROC uh, dealerships at this point. There's a few that, that have dragged their feet a little bit to approve uh, us as an alternative kind of mm-hmm. investment product, but most have all the independents for sure uh, have approved us. So we work with a lot of folks 
uh, from those approved dealers across the country. And it's, it's interesting because lots of big clients of ours are in Winnipeg and Calgary and BC. We do have some big clients in Ontario as well, but maybe not as many as you think we, we might have knowing we're from Charbot Lake, Ontario. Uh, we do well in other places like, like Alberta loves us because we're very conservative and they take a lot of risks in the oil patch. So, and if they're going to they be like in Alberta have, real estate, they'll have Alberta real estate, people, local folks maybe too. Yeah, that's right. So they're, yeah. yeah, you're the, you're the foreign expert. <laughs> yeah. So those are really the, the, from a macro perspective, the, the investment advisors that we deal with across the country and we're, we're approved for purchase in all provinces. And you, Darren? Speaking of across the country, uh, how, how about from your clients? Do they um, do you ever get skittish at all, or like, and then they, or do you see some sort of pattern on them getting in or out, or I guess, or you're running like a fairly, um, like a fairly uh, well tuned financial wealth planning uh, shop there. Yeah, our team is. Um, we are big, big believers in communication, and um, I can tell you. Uh, was it February 23rd, 2020, uh, clients that we'd been trimming actually mm-hmm. in the fall and a little bit in January, February. And then we said, okay, it, uh, it, it was sort of the last time to rebalance for the next, as far as the eye can see. So I think that was a Monday. Um, we could look it up on a calendar, but that week we've made our final call at about nine 30, uh, on the Thursday evening. To every, we had touched every single client and said, as we're going into the pandemic and said, this is what we're doing, or this is what we've done uh, in terms of cash, stocks and bonds. And we put drips on just about every stock and we just, you know, um, so there's no, there was no surprise and you're being proactive and that that's everything in this, in this uh, industry is to be half a step ahead instead of half a step behind. And that's about yeah. 5% uh, extra. So if you do a hundred percent of your job instead of 95%, it, 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 you just, uh, you do, you just do so much more business and people are so much uh, more at ease, I guess, because they know that you're, you're, you're on it. And, you know, we've made a commitment here because nobody yep. knew what was going to happen. And I think it was March. It was right around St. Patrick's day or daughter's birthday. It was like a day or two after, uh, we were skiing at Sun Peaks, and then the curtain came down on the world, pretty much. And um, March thirteenth, I remember that day. I was in Geneva at the time, and okay. Trudeau said, "Come back home." I'm like, "Holy, this is a big deal." Yeah, yeah, it, it it was a big deal, and so we 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 were two of the last, my wife and I, two of the last people down the mountain, and we stayed overnight at the uh, at the hotel, and it was like you were allowed to stay one more night. And the next day it was like, uh, the shining, you know, there was nobody around. <laughs> and so, so in the meantime, um, uh, you know, we had our job, I, I happened to be on March break and, uh, my wife's a teacher and, um, we came back home and, and said, I guess this is, this is, uh, for real. Um, and we've done a lot of talking the last few years. So, but, but that's what it takes. And, uh, our team with Sarah and Joan, uh, and myself were big, as I said, big on communication and, um, and, and that way there's, people don't have any surprises. They understand what they own, uh, as with Frontenac, here's why we're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this is where it fits into your portfolio. It's a very complimentary piece to everything else we're doing as is a, you know, in so many cases, 
a really good participating whole life policy, right? Particularly if you're a business owner. So you've got, you've got things that, that make sense and are suitable. That's, that's the key word is the suitability of it. Yep. So, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, there's, uh, it's clients portfolios to them are very understandable and that's the way it should be. So, you know, uh, again, imagine that. Yeah. You, you, you go and you, you communicate what you're doing, what you're doing is understandable so that they can go live their life worry free when it comes to their money. Right. And, um, uh, that's, that's kind of the, why you're paying us a fee, right? So the competence has to be there. The results have to be there, but you can have, you can have a lot of enjoyment doing it. And, uh, what we do is, a, and this is very interesting, actually, the, what we do is it's not work. It's not a job. It's a calling. And, um, uh, this nice. the shop where Gordon and I happen to work at different times, uh, many of the people there, Gordon, I think it's safe to say it was a calling to them too, right? Like it's, it's, Absolutely. Uh, you're steeped in the Warren Buffett way. And it's just like, uh, it's, it's just, it's just so much fun to be able to impart that and share that and, uh, share in the success of that. And, um, you know, there's, uh, it, I think clients feel it. They absolutely feel it. Our staff feels it here, our team. And, um, it's infectious and it's, it's, uh, there's this huge opportunity, uh, to help people. And look, let's, let's get real. The, um, you look at, you need investment solutions, you know, because inflation's going crazy and, and, uh, mm-hmm. you gotta rely on yourself more and more as opposed to, you know, uh, many elected officials who are stewarding, uh, all the, all the revenue they're taking in. I don't know if it's that effective. So we got to, you know, compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago, or, or when this fund started 40 years ago, um, it was a different world, right? And and now you got to rely on yourself that much more because it's, um, you know, it seems every government has a deficit. So there's there's only so much to, to go around, right? And um, yeah. so we have, we, it's incumbent upon us to be, you know, uh, come to the, come to the game. Uh, my, my dad had, so many good sayings. One of them was 95% of success is showing up, but you got to show up. So mm-hmm. that communication, whether it's, you know, the investments that we, we put clients in uh, or, or third party products, such as Frontenac of which there are very few for us, um, uh, you know, uh, we're showing up and, and our, our respect for clients, uh, all the hard work that they've done over the years to have what they've built up. Um, it's exactly the same. It's the same vibe at uh, WA Robinson and in, in Charlotte Lake. I've been there um, and they, it's a calling for them. It's uh Gord, I'll let you take it from there, but I, I mean, it was palpable. I could feel it. Well, we, we, we care. Right. And it's, you can feel that right from the, the CEO of the firm, you know, right down to the staff that takes care of the grounds there. And I always, I always have a saying when I'm at the office, it, it doesn't matter to me when I bring an advisor like Darren or any other advisor to the office, I will let them talk to anybody at our firm right down to that, that staff that, that, you know, manages the grounds because they exude competency, consistency, and care just as much as our CFO or our CEO does. So it really is a calling. We love, we love real estate. We love the mortgage business. We like to help Canadians out. 
And I think the great thing about this, this company and the mix space in general, people forget about this, but we actually are able to help people out on both sides of the balance sheet. So we're helping out Canadian borrowers who are having difficulty sometimes getting financing other places, but we're also helping out Canadian investors now for almost four decades. So mm-hmm. it really is uh, it really is a feel good story and it's, it's not work. It's great to get up and, and come and do this every day knowing that we're helping so many people. Holy moly. I just have two questions for each. Well, one for each, actually. One is, why Frontenac? It sounds like a very French word. Mia Chabot Lake, uh, is that close to Quebec? Uh, it's pretty close to Quebec. Uh, Sherbet okay. <laughs> Lake is in the Frontenac <laughs> region, so uh, okay. north of Kingston. Yep. So uh, that's, that's hence right, the name right. Frontenac Mortgage Investment Court. Sherbet Lake is in the Frontenac district. I assume there that question go. was for me. Yeah. <laughs> And Darren, I mean, this is, I think you, you alluded to this already and on your webpage, you have this influencer uh, page and it says David Reed. So that's, that's your dad. Is he the guy with the great quotes or is there some, is he? Yeah, up the yeah tree? that's, that's dad. <laughs> yeah. So dad was, I got to get this in. Um, yeah. Uh, he was the first NHL hockey player with a university degree. Whoa. Yeah. Holy moly. When was that? 62 or something? Uh, it was wow. in the fifties. He, um, Whoa. He graduated engineering University of Toronto in 1957. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And he actually played one year on loan to uh, the Ottawa Hall uh, Canadians, um, which was a senior A team. He had aged out. He was played for the Toronto Marlboros, the Marlies. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he centered Bobby Russo and Ralph Backstrom. And the coach was Sam Pollock, and the assistant coach was Scotty Bowman. So. The, the, he, dad's got the stories and then he got hit uh, by Bobby Bond in training camp in Sudbury at the age of 23 couldn't walk for six months never played another shift of hockey in his life so, oh my yeah yeah dad was uh was um uh I I actually we, we we need to update this is all part of the retooling of the website we lost yeah. dad uh, June of last year and um oh gosh yeah and uh just uh, but just a great Canadian and um uh the man he did so much. He brought Eddie Bauer to Canada, Woods uh, camping and outer gear and outer wear. He was the president of that. He was, yeah, Nancy Green and all that. Yeah, Nancy Green ski wear. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah he uh, he showed up. <laughs> so yeah. he he instilled that in his three sons and um, you know families everything. Something about Vancouver Island because I remember near my hometown we had the Howie Meeker hockey camp. So yeah. Howie was always around there around Kualika Beach. So yeah. It's uh, something about the weather. It's a little bit better than uh, Toronto, Ontario stuff. Uh, oh, a lot, yeah, <laughs> you, you can say that twice. Well, we'll have more stories next time. I hope to get you guys back and uh, have another podcast sometime soon and you know, get you involved in all of our conferences and such. We'll be in, uh, yeah, we've got cross country now for the wealth managers in four cities. So uh, we're uh, going to light it up across, uh, across Canada. So thanks a lot, guys. This has been great. Thank you very much. Continued success to you, James. <laughs>